On December 8th last year, a few of us arrived at Mexico City. We had no idea what we were in for. Our Lady prepared the way for us just as she prepared the Mexican people to receive the miracle of her presence. It struck me as I read through the readings that nothing has changed. In the world there is chaos and confusion just like in Mexico 500 years ago. But God is never afraid of coming into the mess we have created and through our help begins to sort things out. Let's be open to God's guiding hand in our own mess, be it in our families, our city, or even just in our own heart. 700 years before Christ, Isaiah said, First, the Lord degraded the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, but in the end he has glorified the seaward road, the land west of the Jordan, the district of the Gentiles. Isaiah calls it a place of darkness, Because by Isaiah's time, it was populated primarily by pagans. And the few Jews remaining had difficulty holding on to their ancestral faith and customs. That shouldn't sound too foreign for you. When you go to college, you young people, when you go to college, these lines might be right there in your heart. Difficulty holding on to your ancestral faith and traditions because you will be surrounded by pagans. Now, by the time Jesus comes, this area of Israel was called Galilee, actually Galilee of the Gentiles, as we hear in the gospel, because though mostly Jewish then, it was surrounded by Gentile peoples. And was looked down upon by many Jews because of the Gentile influences. Galilee was special because it was and is the most fertile region of Palestine. And thus it was the most populated. Being surrounded by so many different cultures, Galileans were also a people open to new ideas. It was here that Jesus could reach the most people and the most quickly in the few years that he would be with us. Just a handful of years after Christ, Paul writes, And that there be no divisions among you, that you be united in the same mind and the same purpose. In a certain sense, too, we are surrounded by pagans, or at least people who have set aside the practice of any religion. Our neighbors, our family members, our cultural leaders have, in many cases, given up on any established religion. 
And I think St. Paul is giving us something very timely to think about and mull over. Writing to the Corinthians, Paul expresses great concern about the danger of becoming divided. Be united in mind. The mind is a very beautiful and mysterious part of our body. A place where we think, reflect, discuss, study and make decisions. Our challenge today is that we are surrounded by the opinions of many people. Someone says something and immediately I hear about it. It can be therefore very challenging to sort through all these opinions and know for sure that the sources from where they come are sound. So let's be attentive to this reality and not become bogged down by all the noise. Even I would say it's important for the good of your mind to find the appropriate rest in this fast-paced world. And silence, though not easy, is a place of rest. And don't underestimate the power of a nap. To be united in purpose. The purpose of the church is to bring as many people as possible to know and love Jesus, starting with us. What an incredible gift it is to give away what we have learned. Jesus left Nazareth, a backwater town, and went to the land of Zebulun and Ephtali to show them the way to heaven. We are called to do the same. Perhaps our home is the quiet place, and then God calls us out into the city. Jesus says, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. In a very real way, these words of Jesus that we have heard a thousand times bring together everything we have seen today. He has called us to be a light where we are. In our case, Raleigh, North Carolina. He wants us to be fishers of people. To preach the gospel of repentance. To be a helping hand to our neighbor. Imagine someone in dire straits. And they hear in the midst of the crowd someone who says, how can I help you? That would be like oil poured over their wound. We all well know our brothers and sisters are wounded and in great need of support and guidance. When Jesus says, come after me, it's because he goes before us, preparing the way, And preparing what we are to say or how we are to help. Our part as we go is to quietly say to ourselves, I am not afraid. I think our patron at this church must have said that to himself many times. I am not afraid. To overcome himself, he said, I am not afraid. He probably learned that from Mary. Let us always keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, that we may know him, discern his desires, better understand his teachings, and penetrate into his heart. 
as we conclude. We mentioned that Galilee was a fertile land, is a fertile land, and bustling with people. Raleigh is a little like that. Many people coming for a new start. They will be searching for a home and searching for a spiritual home. Not just a few uh, weekends ago, someone came across the street and said to me, Father, is it okay if I go to your church for Mass? What are you going to (laughs) say? And maybe I'll finish with this little story. I saw uh, a very beautiful movie the other day called Mary of Nazareth. About 12 years old, this movie. And so there was a, a part of it where, talking about division, Joseph felt divided when he saw Mary coming back from the hill country, now visibly pregnant. And he knew not. And so he was divided. And he gently, but all of the other emotions were there. And so in the movie, the way this is depicted is he goes into a rage and says, how did you possibly do this? This was not part of the plan. This is like, this is not mine. And she just holds her ground and they depart and the angel comes to him and says, do not be afraid. And he woke up from his dream. His rage, his, his being upset, his tearing down the house he was building was, was his dream. Let us call upon the Almighty Father who sent his Son to preach the coming of the kingdom. In confidence, we offer our prayers before the throne of the Most High God. For the church, especially during the week of prayer for Christian unity, that the Lord may direct and strengthen our dialogue and collaboration and lead all Christians to be in faith, hope, and charity, to be one in faith, hope, and charity. We pray to the Lord. For all public officials, that the day of prayer for the legal protection of unborn children may bear good fruit in our nation and in our laws, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That in the world torn by sin and strife, the people of God may shine forth as a prophetic sign of unity and concord, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Today's Mass is being offered for the people of the parish. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those who are sick or infirm, and for their caregivers, that God in his mercy will draw close to them and raise them up, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the repose of the souls of all the faithful departed, that through our prayers and those of the Blessed Mother, they may join the saints in heaven. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. And their perpetual light shine upon them. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. Rest in peace. Amen. 
Almighty Father, may the petitions of your church be pleasing in your sight, for we make them with trust in your love and goodness. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.